This episode of the Tome Show is brought to you by Noble Knight, where out of print is available again. And listeners like you, thanks for using the Tome's Amazon and DMs Guild affiliate links, or for to our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash the Tome Show. Welcome to the Tome Book Club for March 2018. The Tome is a DD news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome host, Jeff Greiner. Now I'm your co-host, Eric Pocket. Each book episode, we discuss one D&D-related book, Spoilers Be Damned, in full book club style. Our, and our book this time around is A Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin. Next month, we'll be reading the book The Gollum and the Genie by Helene Wecker, and we're set to finish it by the end of May. But before we talk about the, A Wizard of Earthsea, I want to mention our sponsor, Noble Knight. Noble Knight is a game store that specializes in finding out of print products. My pick for this episode is The Kobold's Guide to Magic. It's a collection of essays from a legendary group of writers all about magic and fantasy and creating magic systems for your games, useful things to think about when you're creating new spells or changing up current ones to give it a new twist, or maybe inventing an entirely new uh, magic system, like, say, one based around knowing the true names of things, as if that might be relevant to our book conversation today. Huh? Yeah. Uh, it is currently $22 from Noble Knight, uh, so be sure to let them know that, that the Tome Show sent you, whether you get that or something else. Noble Knight is a long-standing game store specializing in finding out-of-print games while also offering the newest great releases. Including D&D? They got it from any edition. That's right, all of them. What if I want a board game? Card game, minis, or dice? Noble Knight has it all and at a discounted price. In fact, Noble Knight has over 30,000 unique items on stock. And you know you can trust this Better Business Bureau accredited store with a satisfaction guarantee. Yeah, but I've bought too many things over the years. How can I justify spending even more? Good thing we're talking about Noble Knight then. They'll buy your old gaming things and offer you cash or trade. So you'll be able to keep up with all the great gaming stuff you want. Check them out at noblenight.com. Wow, I'll go today. And be sure to tell them the Tome Show sent you. Now, out of the book for this month, A Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah, so A Wizard of Earthsea is the story of a young man who um, has a modicum of magical talent is... is what uh, is stumbled upon by a mentor of sorts who sends him off to a wizard school uh, wherein things momentarily spiral out of control and he accidentally summons a strange shadow version of himself that wants to kill him or take him over or what have you uh, and do horrible evil things. He is protected well at the wizard school, but once he finishes, he has to deal with the... um, strange shadow spirit thing he sails around from island to island because Earthsea, as i gather is a a setting made up largely of oceans and islands um he sails around and has some adventures uh kills some dragons um and then eventually is forced to confront his the shadow that he summoned while he was at wizard school does that sort of summarize the the story in a nutshell in a nutshell, that's summarizes. And yes, the the world of Earthsea is an archipelago itself. So lots of 
lots, lots of islands, lots of water. And so rather than your big one continent, it's just a bunch of islands with, with all these various communities. So, so let's yeah. talk about the good, the bad, and, and, and why a D&D crowd might be interested in it. Uh, and, and let's start with the good. What, what do you like about this book? I liked it for the whole epic magic and all that. This is not like the small pearls. I mean, you, you get the feeling that uh, Ged, or previously known as Sparrowhawk, yeah. he, uh, he has power. He knows he's going to be a big wizard and all that. And with the, the magic, as we hinted earlier, using true names, knowing the true names, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, the scene where he goes and fights all dragons, I mean, he's trying just to get the attention of one dragon. You see him just and gain power at it and just destroy a bunch of dragons, and then he faces that one dragon mm-hmm. and basically takes control of it or makes a deal with it by, since he knew its true name. Mm-hmm. He'd done research or whatever and, and yeah. basically defeated a, an entire family of dragons through having done the right research. Search. Yeah, it's definitely a different type of um, magic system, and it leads to different types of storytelling elements like that, right? Uh, the idea that magic is based off of knowing the true names of things, and that's not just like the true names of entities and people. That's like, I know the true name of the stones, so I can command the stones to do things. I know the true name of fire, so I can tell fire to do things, and stuff like that. Yes. So so it's that string of power. And- she like also does some interesting stuff also because when she was talking about with the dragons again, it was talking how the dragons knew the the ancient tongue itself, mm. which when a human speaks in the ancient tongue, they always have to say the truth. But dragons being more power, ancient and more powerful, they don't have that limitation. So. Mm-hmm. So you were never too sure when dealing with the dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really interesting um, magic system. It's a really interesting uh, setting. Uh, it's it's unique in a lot of ways uh, in 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 that regard, right? Yeah. So, anything what, else that you particularly liked about the book? I. You also basically this is a the character made his own mistake. Mm-hmm. That. Mostly from hubris and all that over of no knows and over time you basically you see him grow and basically at the end learning okay not to be supposed and goes and at the end he becomes a more wizened wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, and the growth that's there is is makes a lot of logical sense and the uh, and is compelling. The, the adventures he sort of goes on along the way, I think, are, are interesting and compelling and, and feel like something that could be a, a D&D-style campaign, although it's basically just one character for most of it. There's a lot there that I think uh, can make great sor- a great source of inspiration for things. Do you have anything that else that you would, that you would enjoy from the book? I think that pretty much covers the, 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 the what I liked about the book. Um, 
and and I wanted to start make sure to start with that because generally speaking, I didn't like the book. So uh, I want to start with the pot. Like I get yeah. why I get why people like it. Uh, it has like like everything that's there is interesting. But my my concern to transition a little bit into my my issues uh, yeah. and what what I didn't like about the book. My concern is that. Um, there are times it feels really thin and light. Like the scope of the story, the things that take place could have been a series of seven books and, and felt more appropriate for that scope, right? Like there's just huge sections of time and, and whatever where the author just sort of says, you know, he went here and he defeated these things and then he went over here and he and he learned these things and then he went over there and some stuff happened. Like it it she just skips over like the details on everything. <laughs> like it feels more like a campaign manual uh at, at times than it does a book. Because rather than than showing us the things that happened, she just tells us, Well, this thing happened and let's move on. Right? She she goes and jumps more to the what I see as the more interesting, more character-defining parts of it. Yeah, but it felt a little bit like reading a history book in that way, right? She she skipped over everything else to, to the point that it's like, well, okay, but I don't understand, other than a few moments, like, there's no, there's no logical sort of slow growth of a character, so... The that style, um, and I don't, I, and I assume it was a conscious choice. I assume she was she was trying something because um, it was it's very atypical from what you're used to what you see in most fiction. Um, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, this was for Slingerman her first attempt of writing a book for children. Mm-hmm. So I could see, yes, we could, but the fact of just focusing on these epic things that I, I, sh- I should done. I can see that rather than going to slow development that you would that, that you would see for a more adult book. Well, and it wasn't just, I mean, like, there was a moment where I'm like, oh, this is like an old school Harry Potter, right? Because it's, it's all about going to school and learning to be a wizard and all this kind of stuff. And there's this prophecy about you that you're going to become this great and powerful wizard and all that kind of stuff. And then it wasn't like the amount of time at school flew by. Like there was this whole like moment of, yeah, and I hung out in this area for a while and completely learned a bunch of new spells and I mastered magic or he mastered magic, right? Because it was told third person. Um, Like he, he mastered magic as a sidebar. That seems like a pretty big epic deal, right? You went from being a complete novice to having mastered magic, and, and there was very little explanation as to how that happens or why or what happened along the way. Like, that could, feels like it could have been way more interesting. Yeah, I could, I could have seen some more development and all that that probably may have been more interesting to do. Mm-hmm. But, but I think she was trying to get more to the story about the whole shadow thing, which... Exactly. Then I think start with the story about the shadow thing, you know? <laughs> Skip the other, the, the previous third of the book that le- leads up to that, you know? Mm. And then you can take the time to really tell that story. Uh, hey, there was a wizard. He did this thing when he was in wizard school. Start the story there, you know? 
you know. So anyway, yeah. Um, and there's certainly some tropes to it that that are a little played out now in some cases. You know, the whole wizard school thing, the prophecy that he's going to become the great archmage of, of whatever. Uh, but it, it's... And I give a lot of credit to that because it's played out now. Yeah. It wasn't played out when she wrote it, you know? Yeah. So, like... This was published in 1968. So. Yeah, she... I mean, if it wasn't for her... There may not have been something like a Harry Potter or whatever, right? She she yeah. got that ball rolling. Yeah, there would not be like Harry Potter or the Magicians and all that, which are both schools of magic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, in my mind, the Magicians is just somebody trying to do grown-up Harry Potter. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter the college edition. Yes. So. so yeah, so I think there's a lot of interesting things here. I think there's a lot of uh, interesting story. Should we go through some of the the, the details? Uh, well, what the, the the events? So we talked about these epic events that were sort of fast forwarded to. What what were those epic events? Okay, we already mentioned about the dragons. We there was the the start where the summoning of the shadow, which was basically done at the school. But that was like a third of the way in the book. I mean, it starts with with him uh, as Sparrowhawk because, of course, yeah. everybody has nicknames because true names have power. Yeah. So nobody goes by their real name. It's a. It's a. Like, well, his she, his real name was Dunny. Right, right, right. His true name that was given to him later on. But anyway, so we're, yeah, 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 absolutely. So starts out. He's on an island. He tends goats, and he lives with it. He lives with his aunt, and he has some any power. He gets a bit of magic from his aunt, and then there are some raiders that attack, and he summons a fog to hide a village mm-hmm. which basically a powerful his future mentor Ogion or Ogion how do they spell how do they pronounce it in the uh, audiobook uh Ogion maybe Ogion okay Ogion takes 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 Sparrowhawk as an apprentice and gives him the true name of Get teaches all about magic concept and all that about balance and all that then there's a prophecy which literally is revealed at the start where those were basically because he's from what i've gathered he was talking about it as his, as his past where basically he be, or it's been talking about from his past that these things happen it's mm-hmm. like found a, a, a book of they're talking about as history yeah and these were this is one of those moments where like there was a a highlighted scene um, with the fog and the bandits or whatever the the meeting with the mentor, um, yeah. but the whole learning of magic thing was kind of done in passing, right? Yes. There wasn't a lot of detail. It was just uh, I, I met the mentor, or he met the men- he met the mentor, and then I learned magic, and then he decided to send me off to to wizard school. Yeah. And then and, there was then there was another that, then that was another cutscene of going going off to to magic school right sure. uh, the the boat journey and his efforts to try to help the the sailors and find the the island and all that and at school he learns he makes some friends with someone named Vetch but basically that's his only friend that he really makes in the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And basically, there is a duel of magic with another student named Jasper. Mm-hmm. 
in the Draco Malfoy of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so Draco Malfoy, but who really, we don't really have any strong feelings about because it was all sort of fast forwarded through. Yeah. Uh, it was just basically there for the, that scene. And and, and, the, the, and this was am I I'm trying to think if I'm remembering the book right if I'm remembering the right book because I've listened to a few books uh, even since I listened to this one. Um, is this the one where he had to figure out how to get into the magic school too? I think it was one of the masters of the. It turns out to be one of the masters of the magic school is sort of the doorkeeper, right? Yeah. Uh, and he had to explain. Like first, he had to find it in the town, and then he had to explain to to, to him why he should be allowed admittance. Um, and then it, it because and because that comes back again at the end of you know you told me this is why you I should let you in. Now tell me really why you know or whatever right um yeah. that that's question sort of comes back at him and i thought that was an interesting and neat point right um when when she takes when she slows down and really tells those those more epic sort of uh stories like it it's really interesting which i guess is why i, I wanted to figure out what was going on in the in between too yeah well yeah no she's very good at the specific scenes the connecting tissue from one to end, it's where yes. it, it's like, okay, stuff happens, and she needs lots of time to pass for it to sort of make sense because magic takes a while, but she doesn't want to go into the specific details of how magic Because my view, it helps, keeps the mystery of what magic is mm. mysterious. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a little... Uh, and, and I know we keep harping, or I keep harping on this, right? But it's a little bit like, because uh, this was my experience. I listened to it on audiobook. And every now and then, if you're listening to something like this on audiobook, you might you might uh, sort of you're mentally drift off for a little while. You know, just 30 seconds or whatever, and you come back to it. It's like, oh, wait, wait, what's going on? Where, where, you know, where am I at? With most books, if you miss, you know, 30 seconds here or there, it's not a big deal. You can pick up the thread and figure out what's going on and what happened, right? I would miss 30 seconds of this book and all of a sudden five years has passed and I'd be like, wait, wait a minute, did I miss something? And then eventually I figured out, oh no, I'm not missing anything. She's just skipping over it all. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, yeah. so wizard school happens, the duel happens. Um, he, I forget what it was that he did that caused the, like there's, there's this rule of, ma of using magic and he wasn't experienced enough to do it well, but he tried it anyway and it caused the shadow thing to happen. I can't, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Raise the spirit of, an, of a legendary dead woman. Okay. And basically, and the spell was, he was not trained enough to be able to lose. He goes haywire and basically a shadow creature mm -hmm. comes out. He has no idea what this creature is. It hates him, but it comes out and basically, one of the archmages basically managed to drive out, but the archmage dies in the process. Yeah. So it's a good and, thing he's supposed to be the, the a new archmage someday because he's responsible for having killed the other one. Yes. <laughs> so. But it also hurts him enough that he has to spend a while, many months, in the, healing in the hospital. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yes, it is. And during the healing, it is described that the shadow was something in the ancient, ancient evil that basically wishes to persist again because, I mean, he's powerful and all that. Right. And, then the, and everyone keeps saying that it has no name, but right. 
Except for the dragon. Yeah, the dragon says that there is a name, and that's the first because he takes basically get basically graduate gets his wizard staff he takes residence in the 90 isles uh basically he's there to basically provide protection to the villagers because they have there is dragons that have seized up the area right. but he but, but he knows once he leaves the magic school in the island of the magic school he knows that that shadow is out there somewhere Yes. And it's going to be coming for him. So it's just a matter of time, right? Yes. So so his options are figure out how to defeat it and deal with it or just constantly keep running so it never catches up. Yes. So that's why, yes, he's going there to help out and all that, but he's also going on a journey to always get away from the shadow that's hunting him. Right. But and, it also al- and it almost felt like he was mostly just interested in running and ran into people who needed help. And being a good person, uh, he's like, well, there's a problem here. I have to take the time to fix it because I'm capable of doing so. But since he knew the, the name of the dragon, to me, and, then I, and he, he mentioned that he learned that at Roke, the school. The school, yeah. So to me, it's, it's like, yes, he's running away, but he's also, he has a purpose. He knows where he's running to. Because he has done some of his research. Which is exactly the sort of thing that could have been foreshadowed if they had taken more time at the school. (laughs) Like learning the name of the dragon. Instead, it was just sort of an afterthought. Oh, there's a dragon here. I know the name of that dragon. How do I know? I read it in a book at some point. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there's there's not much foreshadowing about his journey. So you're going there and you find it out as it goes goes Mm. along. Yes, I would have. I would have loved it if there was more foreshadowing. That's one of the things I would have loved. More foreshadowing mm-hmm. in the book. I love foreshadowing books or in stories. That's one of my fun parts. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it fun to go back and reread them sometimes too. Exactly, because it's like, oh, they, they mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Anyways, so yes, so uh, he basically. Uh, uh, he basically is protecting, trying to protect Jonas. Basically, uh, he, he basically because well, the whole town, the whole town and the dragon thing was is one of those things that was mostly just sort of gone over. Like he ran into a town, they were having a problem with dragons, and then we kind of fast forward to the, and then I went to the island where the dragons are to take care of them. Yes. So there's uh, not a lot of time on on what the need is. It was just a oh cool, let's go fight dragons, yeah. <laughs> you know. And he, so he fights dragons. Yeah, he, and 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 it's it's interesting the way he does it because like he fights them from his boat, right? He's on a small yeah. like I picture it like almost like a small rowboat or whatever, right? Yes. Uh, and so he's out on this boat on the water and making the dragons come to him. And it's later revealed when the 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 parent dragon shows up, the big bad shows yeah. up. It's later revealed that he did that on purpose because of the way magic works, dragons have less power uh, over the element or around the element of water or whatever. So he was purposely not going on the land where they – and it's their island, so they're extra like charged there because it's theirs, right? Yes. They know the island. They know the names of the things on the island. Uh, and so that would give them more power. So he brings them – he gets them to come to him and he – 
he what? He kills a few of the dragons. He drives some of the dragons off, and then eventually the tower on the island, like a chunk of it, just sort of breaks off, and it turns out that it was a dragon in disguise, and it's the the big bad uh, uh, parent dragon. I don't remember if it was mother or father dragon um, that then confronts him and. And it, yep. and it's like, is this going to be a fight? Is this not going to be a fight? And Ged's like, uh, whatever, you know, we're talking, we're figuring some stuff out. I'm not going on your island, so I, like, I, I'm that's just not a line he's willing to cross. But yeah. he knows the dragon's name, and he uses that against the dragon to basically get the dragon to promise that it will leave that island alone. But beforehand, I mean, the dragon says that it knows the name of the shadow, but yeah. and actually is willing to offer it instead of the promise to leave the Osprey alone. So basically, yet has that choice of mm-hmm. the temptation of like finding out what the name of the shadow is almost, or help out other people. Yeah. And that feels like the kind of thing I would do in a and d party as well. <laughs> like like yeah. the idea like I would have the big bad thing show up and and just sort of somehow innately just know, oh hey, you're being hunted by a shadow and I know its name. Wait. What? Why? How how did that okay, whatever. Right? <laughs> because it's fun and it's interesting and it brings up a an interesting moral dilemma. Oh, do I do this thing that helps me get rid of the shadow or do I save these people? Yeah. Um which is a more difficult decision than you you think about it first, right? Because the shadow is not just a threat to him. It's theoretically been running all over the world doing horrible, evil things this whole time. Yeah. Uh, and and has the potential to possess him and become some great and powerful evil that could, you know, uh, place the world under darkness or whatever, right? Um, so he's not... It's not an easy choice. Like, if he says no, if he doesn't take the deal... Um, then he still has to deal with the shadow that is a massive threat. If he if he does take the deal, then the dragon's definitely going to go kill those people on that island, you know? So um, he ends up not taking the deal and forcing the dragon to leave the island alone, leaving the shadow to be dealt with for another day, because at least, you know, the dragon's not killing people now, whereas who knows what the shadow may or may not be doing in the future. We have time to f- solve that, right? Yeah. And from what I gathered, the... Uh the dragon after the horse, like, was not really happy that of the deal that was finally made of it, that promise he had to make, but right. he but, still had to respect that promise that was done. Right. Because his true name was... Uh, and it's a, it's a world where we learn because of this scene that uh, the most powerful people in the world must be the librarians, right? Yes. The, <laughs> because they've done the research and they know the true names of all things. Exactly. And so they can run around and tell gods and, and dragons to do whatever they want. Yes. <laughs> Hence, we have the show. Uh, oh, different thing. So, yes, after Defeating Dragon, uh, the shadow starts hunting him down and chasing him. Yeah, which is also kind of a weird thing. Because there's a lot of mentions of, like, the shadow's getting closer and, and whatever. But it's never, it's, 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 again, never shown or it's seldom shown that the dragon, uh, that the shadow is catching up. It's just sort of inherently felt somehow. Oh, I feel like it's close. Maybe sort of, kind of. I just need yeah. to keep moving on, right? Yeah. So is, th- is this the point where he ends up on the island with the, what was it, the stone? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oskel. Because he heard about the stone of Terranot. 
So, uh, where there is a scene where he actually, it's brief, but basically gets attacked by the shadow and basically escapes to Terranon. But it, where, but it doesn't. Like the shadow beats him. Yeah. The shadow defeats him. He goes unconscious, and we're thinking, oh my gosh, we we still have like a fourth of this book left, and the bad guy just won and and took over the good guy, and then he comes to and he's in this keeper castle or whatever. Yeah, this castle that had, with the uh, Serret and the uh, Lord of Terranod. Great. And this is a point where where I was kind of expecting a big time jump. I'm like, oh, sweet. Maybe he'll wake up in the castle and it's been two or three years and he's actually been possessed this whole time and somebody finally managed to drive the shadow out of him. Um, and it turned out it wasn't nearly that interesting. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah, the shadow defeated you and was totally about to do something and then we came along and saved the day. Yeah. And that didn't make sense to me either. Like, how did they drive off the shadow? Like, this is the shadow that the Archmage died driving away. How did these two random people just show up who weren't even, like, on the horizon before? Like, we didn't even see... There was no, like, I heard the sounds of of hoofbeats as I fell unconscious sort of indication that they were anywhere nearby. Um, And then all of a sudden, they they managed to drive off the shadow. And that doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. Well, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not too sure how it was, but I think it was related to the fact of the stone. Sure. I mean, Which, I suppose they're following the advice of the stone, and, and the stone is always right, right? Yes, and the stone was supposed to be very powerful, and they were always under influence because they've consented to... Well, right, see the stone's power is it's basically uh, an oracle, right? Yeah. So, so the... The the Lord and, and his lady are constantly um, asking the stone for advice or suggestions or glimpses into the future or whatever. And the stone is, is telling them the things that they need to know. Um, and then Ged is made the same offer. Like, yeah. y- you're very powerful and you have this problem. Here's another way to get the information you need about how to defeat the shadow. Yes. Um, and he doesn't. No, because he recognizes that there's that the, the the stone itself, the power itself, is not a good power to in it. Well, he almost seems to indicate that oh, I'm familiar with this kind of magic, and it's always bad. Like it's always yeah. any time you bind a spirit that that that's that powerful, um, it's always a negative thing, and you can never trust it, and it's always going to corrupt you. Yeah. So there there are no good oracles anywhere in this world. Which, hence, yes, the librarians are really knowledgeable, but they might be corrupted. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, But yes, he recognizes that he says that the Lord and Lady of Terranon have been corrupted by it. So yes, even though they were powerful enough to stop together the, uh, the shadow or drive it off, they can't be trusted, and if he accepts the stone's power, he'll be corrupted, and it will be as bad as if the shadow took him over. Right. He refuses. So, so once again, he is, he is provided the temptation to find out what he needs to defeat the shadow, and says, "Nope, I'm going to continue just running away and hope that I can figure something out later." Yeah. Even though, he, again, he was part of the proposal. Again, was that the stone would know the name of the shadow? Right. Uh, which, which continues to be a thing for for Ged, right? Because he continues yeah. to be like, you know, the the shadow supposedly doesn't even have a name. 
Yeah. But the dragon said it knew its name, and now this thing is saying it knows its name. Th- this information is not compatible with what I previously knew to be true. Yeah. Uh, and so he still doesn't quite know what that means. Because the, the first thing that he was told was the from the archmage at the school saying that the evil had no name. Right. So, but now he's meeting up with people saying that, yes, it does have a name. So he's just trying to parse that information. Yeah, and it's not like it's nobody, right? Uh, dragons know lots of things, but so do archmages. Yeah. So, so but... There's also the aspect is that was the dragon even telling the truth? Right, but it's, but the, now the stone is saying it too. Maybe there's a yes. thing there, right? So, but stones, an evil, ancient, powerful things. They're just just trying to lie to me to so mm-hmm. it can me. So it's it, it's those little temptations that right. and he starts thinking like which one is it, and he's not too sure. Uh, but yeah, so he, he flees, transforms into a a falcon, and just escapes as the stones are sending its minions to go and try to chase him down. And he goes back and flies to his hometown, the island of Gaunt, where mm-hmm. he meets his mentor. Mm-hmm. It's Ogayan? Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah, something like that. And then, yeah, he basically, he hang, what, he, he more or less hangs out in, in the mentor's hut with him or whatever and yeah. and they chit chat by the fire and and have some have have a talk and and get is is has a bit of an epiphany right well basically a guy and says that according to him every single creature that exists has a true name Right, and so they're they're like thinking through possible solutions, and Ged just sort of runs off on his own to, you know, he has an idea and he runs off on his own to to deal with it, right? When he goes and actually goes and tries to co- confront the shadow, surprisingly, what happens is that it is no longer really chasing him; it's trying to flee from him. Because mm. yeah, because there's this weird thing of the shadow is only trying to chase him when he's running. Yeah, but if he if he's chasing the shadow, then the shadow loses its power or something. Yeah, so kind of like if the shadow is all, was only powered by by fear. So when he was fleeing, he, it was feeding off his fear and mm-hmm. type thing. Sort of that's sort of an impression I got. Mm-hmm. And but he managed to chase it and lure it and. Yeah, we still have no idea how he can feel the shadow coming for him or he, or he finds the shadow it's just sort of a well I just sort of I don't know where it is I don't know how far away it is I don't know if it's anywhere nearby but I'm just going to keep sailing until I find it yeah <laughs> which, which is a really like really in, in the literal infinite number of directions you can go you're just going to say ah, I don't know that way and assume that you run into it which is kind of I suppose, I mean, I've seen D&D parties like that, right? <laughs> I don't know oh, yeah. where to go. Let's just walk this way until something happens. The DM will throw, yeah. throw a hook at us. Because, the, yeah, the game master will, uh, yeah, okay, you're there. Right. You're on your so it, it felt a little bit like, well, I don't want to deal with how he finds the shadow. He just goes a direction and the DM puts the shadow in his way. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 
Well, he turns that journey. He re-meets his friend Vetch from school. Yes, they both they both join together. They continue journeying, and they finally uh, come upon the shadow itself. You know, basically the the the, the final face-off, where Ged basically names the shadow with his own name because mm-hmm. it. Basically, then merges with it because basically the shadow was him, was him all along, right? Uh, Which is ironic because this was all being done to stop it from possessing him. If he had just let the shadow defeat him, would it have accomplished the same thing? I don't know. (laughs) The implication is that he would have grown a goatee and turned into evil him, right? Well, I think it was more of. If earlier on, if he had let it absorb him and all that, it would have taken him over. And right. as it was created initially based on his hubris, and then it's like, oh, look, I'm a very powerful wizard. And thus this thing comes out. But right. throughout his journey, he learned humility, he learned how to respect others, he learned how to protect. Well, and, and, I, th- and I, think I think there's a very real metaphor here of. Are you going to let your fear conquer you, or are you going to conquer your fear? Yes. Right. And so he he eventually conquers his fear and and allows that to you know accepts that that's just part of him, um, but he doesn't have to let that control him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and you know, yay, Ged saves the day from the the problem that he created. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Problem so yeah, that, there's a lot here that I think is is worthy of inspiration. It is not a style of storytelling that I super appreciate, um, but there's a lot of ideas here that I could totally rip off and use in a D&D game, right? Yes. It can be a story if you're doing a one-on-one with someone. Uh, for Based on the rules of D&D, I would suggest that they probably your character is a bit higher level than starting out at level one. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Although he's, I would argue he started at level one, but but he levels up fast because it just yeah. skips over large chunks of time. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can have a few scenes. One thing that sort of made me feel for group wise feels a bit like Ars Magica, which is an RPG where one of the players of the group plays a mage, another player of the group plays their companion, and everybody else plays just small 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 characters that can be inserted in the scene or not. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of Earth Magica is a round robin style where you're exploring so everyone will have their own mate and everyone will be a companion to one someone else's mate and you uh-huh. just roll among those. You just sort of rotate around. But reading that I was like, oh, this is feels a bit from what I Red of Orange Magic feels sort of like that, but just he was by himself most of the time. So yeah, and there's lots of uh, you know the the magic system is interesting. The 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 setting is interesting. Even some of the the small little vignettes and, and encounters are interesting. Um, you know, so the, uh, some of the NPCs work decently well. Um, I just wish there was more meat in between them to, to connect them all together, right? That connective tissue that you mentioned. So, so all in all, I think there's good inspiration here. Um, I think it doesn't suit what I'm looking for in a story. I know there's a lot of people in, the, that enjoy this and are inspired by it. I found it interesting uh, as well that 
Um, there is a severe lack of female characters in this story. I don't know. If that, I don't know if that occurred to you, but there was uh, yeah. what basically just the one, the the lady with at the the castle with the stone. There was that one. Well, there's a few here and there. I mean, yes, there is uh, the lady I saw which was that was his aunt. But yeah, there's not that many that show up. Mm-hmm. And I and have to assume it was it was the author trying to appeal to the conventions of the time, um, you know. But yeah. You know, she could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and she did. I mean, Left Hand of Darkness does some very interesting stuff with uh, gender and all that. So, does it? Is that one of the later books? No, that's uh, one of her science fiction books. Oh, okay. So, which so is more well known as for science fiction. Oh, okay. See, so. th- th- this is my only exposure to her, um, yeah. and and this is not the only time or first time I've heard of. Of the Earthsea books, I've heard of them a lot, and I've heard of her a lot in connection to them. I didn't know that she was, in literature circles anyway, better known for her science fiction. So, yeah. very good. All right, any last thoughts? No, I. Was the... it, was, it was a pretty quick talk for a, re- a relatively yeah. long book, but but yeah. I think I think I mean, we hit the vignettes, and I think we hit like every vignette that was really yeah. detailed in the book. So. I mean, the book, the physical book that I had, had some nice little uh, mosaic-style art pieces and chapters, and plus has the map, the very detailed maps of the archipelago that did so all that. So you like, it's like lots and lots of islands here and there. Cool, yeah, and it wasn't horribly long. It was a seven-hour audio book, so it's 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 fine. It wasn't. I wasn't like upset with the book. I was just sort of like, "Oh, this is just going to be a, a, a series of vignettes that's pretending to be a cohesive story." Okay, um, it was fine for what it was. But from from what I from what I'm gathering is that you were interested enough in the stuff you, you enjoyed that you wanted more, and then the book was just not providing you. Yeah, it, it's it, not I mean, that. In that and and normally, like if I start a book, I'm not going to stop reading the book unless it's particularly problematic for one reason or another. Um, you know, some if some of the depictions turn out to be something I can't really get behind or bother me or whatever, uh, I'm not going to stop a book once I've started it. Um, and it, and this didn't have any of that. It was it was fine, yeah. and and the parts that where she slowed down and told the story were, were really interesting and re- really well written. Uh, it's just all that, that connective tissue that, that I missed um, and leaves me not really interested in reading any more Earthsea books. So, so there we yeah. are. Okay. All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. So it's time to say goodbye. We want to say thank you to all the great folks who help us pay the bills, such as our sponsor, Noble Knight, everyone who supports us like our Patrons at patreon.com slash the Tome Show. And those of us who shop at Amazon and DMs Guild using our affiliate links at thetomeshow.com. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email me, uh, or you can email the show at thetomeshow at gmail.com. It goes to me, and then I pass it along to whoever needs it. You can call the biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME. Uh, you can find Tracy, who was not on this episode, 
she had a work thing come up. So uh, just like I missed out on the last episode of the book club, she missed out on this one. And, and Eric is our, 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 the glue that holds it all together. Exactly. So in any case, if you want to... Uh, tweet at Tracy and find out uh, why she wasn't here. You can tweet Sarah Dark Magic, uh, or you can follow her online at sarahdarkmagic.com. If you want to reach me, I am at Squatch on Twitter at s q u a c h, and the show is at the Tome Show, which I also maintain, and so that's also me. But I tweet different things when I'm there. Uh, and if you want to reach out to Eric, he is er- at Eric M Pack. Eric with a C, Pack P A Q. That explain it all. <laughs> that explains it all. All right. Uh, if you want to find the show notes for this show or any of the other great shows from the Tome Show, go to thetomeshow.com. And that is our thoughts on a Wizard of Earthsea. Next up in April and May, we'll be reading "The Gollum and the Genie" by Helene Wecker. Until then, keep turning the page, Tomites. I'm on the wall.